the one thing that comes to my mind, though, is that I, you know, I, I should like to say that this is, this is the, you know, this this is how a philosopher of Christianity and a Christian theologian reads Jung. So uh, there are other ways to read Jung, uh, you know. But uh, I, I just think that the more critical work, more critical perspectives we can bring to this. You know, extraordinary corpus. The Jungian corpus is quite extraordinary. Uh, the better it will be. Uh, there hasn't been enough critique. There hasn't been enough plurality. It, and I think we need more. Uh, that's the way to, you know, dream the dream forward, so to speak, so that it becomes a living tradition and not some kind of ossified ideology stuck in in the middle of the 20th century. Right. So, so just shortly, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of that and I'm thinking about the work of the Philemon Foundation and Sonu Shandatsani and uh, sort of this uh, rewriting a little bit of, of the of the of, of Jung's project. Or, or mm. do you have anything to say about, about about his work or also about, you know, I don't know if you read Lament of the Dead, his discussion about the Red Book with, with James Tillman? I think that Sham Dasani has single-handedly made Jung academically respectable. And for that, the, the, the field will be forever grateful. I also think that Sham Dasani is a scholar, which means, you know, scholars can, scholars can work on anything. So um, we shouldn't necessarily look, I think, to the scholar to advance the paradigm uh, in the ways that will make it... Uh, you know, make it a living tradition for the 21st century. Um, I think that ultimately that work is going to fall to anal uh, analysts like yourself and analysis because uh, psychoanalysis, one of the wonderful things about psychoanalysis and all of its major iterations is that it is an initiatic school. It's not just a theory that one can penetrate from without and categorize and you know, sum up for an encyclopedia, you really only understand what's going on when you when you live it, when you immerse yourself in it, when it becomes a practice. This is a this is a unique thing. I mean, it wasn't unique in the in other eras of human history. There are plenty of initiatic forms of knowledge. But in our age, knowledge has become something kind of indifferent to the state of the soul. And that's not the case with psychology. So there there's a reason why there is such a thing as a training uh, analysis. So I, I would look to the analytic context for the real transformation of the paradigm that will bring it into the next stage of its uh, of of its existence, rather than the scholars. And then the scholars, like Sham Dasani or like myself, for that matter, we offer uh, we offer tools for sorting out uh, what's worth preserving and what isn't in the tradition, or you know. Not everything Jung said is uh, uh, as important as every. You know, so, so some things are more important than others, and there are places where he's he's just he's just done some sloppy work, and we should just sort of recognize that that there are there, there are places where we really need to bring the scholar in in order to correct the uh, understandable limitations of the founder. And and. Do you feel like the or think that the publication of the red book and the black books in any way should make us think differently about Jung or Jung's project? Or how's your view on that? I actually thought that was. I mean, I was at the. I was training. So were you when the 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 red book was published? There was such hype around that, and I got caught up with it. And I even ordered one of the big books, and I have it in my shelf. This massive book, the biggest book I own. Uh, 
I can't say that it changed anything because that was the Jung that caught my attention as a young man. You know, when I read Memories, Dreams and Reflections, and I did read the appendices to the seven sermons of the dead, uh, I, you know, I was completely wrapped up in, in this project of active imagination and the way that uh, the inner figures became real for him. So what the Red Book did is it just underscored how central that really is to Jungian psychology. But didn't we always know that? So, but it, it, here's a here's a cautionary note as well. Insofar as the Red Book, Jung's book of uh, you know, it's it's his book of private meditations. It's his it's his act. It's his record of active imagination. It's his hobby, really. If if it becomes some kind of a revealed scripture, which it has, then we're simply back in the old world, which I think we no longer. I don't. I'm not particularly interested in seeing it develop. You know, Jung is not a prophet. Uh, this is not a book of revelation. This is not the third testament, you know, to be added uh, after the New Testament, and to and I don't think Jung would Jung himself wanted it to be read this way. Uh, so he's he's working himself, he's working through things, and the proper response to the Red Book is to write your own, with your own images, your own active imaginations, bringing you wherever they bring you. Uh, there's nothing particularly uh, crucial about Jung's imaginative experiments.